When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is an Ian special report. Now reporting. The very handsome Jewish man, Peter Rosenberg. Ian's at six. When the clock struck six, it meant one thing. Can I just say one thing, Don? Sure. Um, you're not done. It stands uh, but it's Don. not. Now, from the ESPN New York News Desk, here's Rosenbaum or whatever that guy's name is. One of your show is number one. Everything you just heard is a lie. I am not Peter. Andrew's not here. So you are unfortunately stuck with me, Anthony Pusick. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to ENN on this Monday, Labor Day, September 5th. Ray Rowe. I'd like to start off, if I can, by saying good evening to Larry. He needs to give you something with the stick. Oh, oh my. Uh, good evening to Gordon. They are terrible. They're terrible. That's the problem. And let's say hi to RG3, who I believe made his ABC college football debut this weekend. And what do you know, guys? It's an orgy in the end zone. Oh, my. <laughs> well. That's, that's painting a word picture. That is, that is, that is what you want to, uh, to start off uh, ENN today. But, guys, we have, we have some happy news. The Yankees have won, not once, but twice. Oh-ho! In a row, Gordon. Twice in a row. One more tomorrow, and that's a winning streak. That would be three. Yeah. That's something they haven't done in a while. 5-2 win. Like I said, second win in a row. A win for Fordham's own Greg Weissert. Have to get that in there. Um, good start for Jameson Tyone. Pitched five innings, of course. He had the line drive go off uh, of his arm the last time out, and they were worried that he'd miss a start. He looked okay today. Uh, but the big news, of course, is number 54 for number 99. Drill deep to left field. There it goes! See ya! A long home run into the second deck. The well-rested Michael K with the call on yes. No, Michael K. Oh, no, no, Don. He will be back tomorrow. So will you. So will Peter. Three o'clock right here, 98.7 ESPN and on Tiwi on yes. So with that home run, Aaron Judge ties A-Rod for the most homers by a right-handed batter in Yankees history. And of course, if something involves A-Rod, he tweets about it. Congrats to at the Judge 44 on tying my Yankees record for most home runs by a right-handed batter in a single season. Keep going, my man. Well, the certain seems like that he will continue because everyone seems to still be pitching to him, which, Gordon, you kind of alluded to. Um, I don't and understand it. I don't understand it either. <laughs> Watching the games over the weekend against the Rays and, quite frankly, every team that only when the Angels were up 4-2 and there was nobody on did it make sense to pitch to him because even if he hit home run, it would be 4-3, and lo and behold, they still ended up winning that game in the ninth inning. Every time he came up, I thought to myself, why aren't they walking Aaron Judge? I'm happy about it as a Yankee fan, but at some point, if Glaber Torres is going to lead off, if there's going to be nobody behind him now, Stanton, we don't know if he'll be in the lineup tomorrow. Aaron Boone said there's a chance, there might not be. Anthony Rizzo might be in the lineup tomorrow, might show up to the ballpark. He had the back uh, pain, he has the back pain, and the epidural was giving him a headache. Why, are, why is anyone pitching to this guy? 
Right. I mean, there's a there's a better than good chance that tomorrow's uh, that backing up Judge in the lineup is Josh Donaldson or Isaiah Kiner Falefa. Uh, no, Kiner Falefa is going to need a day off tomorrow. He had a oh, home today. Oh, oh, okay. That's going to be that's going to be a rest day for for IKF. Maybe but, like so, seriously. Who who else is going to hit? Who, if Judge hits second, who's going to hit third? Gordon, they scored five runs today. He's going to no, they the did. Same they lineup. did. That's great. They're going to they're going to try the same lineup out there tomorrow. No, I think I, I think <laughs> IKF's going to need a day. He's exhausted from, from that home run today. Well, rest day or not, uh, a good win for this for this Yankee team. Good pitching. Uh, you know, it, 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 we'd say usual suspects. Judge is the usual suspect. You don't expect home runs from Marwin Gonzalez or Isaiah Kiner Falefa. Um, but we did hear from Aaron Boone after the game talking about Judge, and how much uh, would Judge breaking Maris's record mean to you? Be pretty amazing. I think when you put it up with the context of of you know where the league's at, you know, looking at what's the next guy in the American League, Jordan's got 31 homers. I mean, it, that's amazing when you put it in that context. Now, Aaron's alluded uh, to us on the show, which you can hear him every week on the Michael K. Show at 4 p.m. right here, 98.7 ESPN, and yes that he maybe considers Roger Maris's 61 the actual record? He's mm. kind of hinted that to us. Now, of course, everybody will feel differently, and of course, now being the Yankee manager, if he does break Maris's record, it would be very easy for him to say that 62, uh, if Judge gets there, would be the new record. I wonder how it would be felt, but either way, guys, I mean, he would have the AL record for home runs. He's not going to get to Bonds, but... 62, if he gets there, would be a pretty impressive feat. Oh, yeah, by the way, he needs a contract. <laughs> well, it would be the clean record. I think yeah. I think you could refer to it that way. I think that's not fair, just right? the, Not just the American League record, it's the clean record. Uh, and uh, I, think that would, I think that would work for most people. Well, here's the interesting thing, guys, and Kay brought it up on the broadcast today. You look top five batting leaders in the AL, uh, Kay of uh, – Aaron Judge hitting 302. Benintendi was number five at 304. I mean, Gordon, he's not just home run. He hits no, he's, he's not that two. far off from the triple crown. He could be. Yeah. He could be. Now, I mean, if he gets that, I mean, how could Gordon, how could he not be the MVP? <laughs> well, look, he might he does he might deserve the MVP because tomorrow Marwin Gonzalez might be hitting behind him in the lineup. You never know. He's due for he's, he's we're liking some things that we see. Some no protections. Swings. No protection. He's got none. He's, got, he's had just an unbelievable year. And consistent, Gordon, every question you've asked of him, he has answered. He's answered with every, availability. Every he's answered with average. He's answered with power. He's answered with power with runners in scoring position. He's answered. He's stolen Clutch. bases. He's, 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 he, there's nothing Absolutely. he hasn't done. No, there's done nothing it, he has the not great, done. It really is the great – I mean, you cannot come up with someone, and it really in any sport, who was going into a contract year – and I'm not talking about the team, per se. I'm talking about their own individual performance. I don't think that there's anybody who has ever had a better contract year in the history of American sports than Aaron Judge. You know and, what's scary? And, and, and we'll find out just how much money he made himself in the offseason because we know, thanks to the Yankees, thanks to Brian Cashman, what they were offering. Mm -hmm. And we will, we will find out what he ends up getting. I, I think it will be a long time before anybody has a, a greater discrepancy between those two numbers. The scary thing for me, looking ahead, just in this conversation, is what does he do for an encore next year? With these numbers, what does he do? Well, what he homers on opening do? day for, for the Mets, for the world champion Mets. <laughs> <laughs> now who's being the pessimist, Gordon? Um, guys, I have to break in here. We have some breaking news. Uh-oh. 
out in Queens at Arthur Ashe Stadium. The 22nd seeded Francis Tiafo. 6-4-4-6-6-4-6-3 over Rafa Nadal in round four. He's heading to the quarterfinals. I know that Serena was ousted um, on Friday, but it's been a pretty good showing for Americans here at the U.S. Open this year. And Francis Tiafo, just another one of them. Pretty impressive win for him. That that's unexpected. Very emotional right now. That's unexpected. You are, Gordon. <laughs> no, he is. Oh, he I, is. I, I, I could I could take it or leave it to be quite honest with the tennis, but <laughs> no, he has to be. I mean, the doll has been steamrolling so far, and wow, for him, to, that's that's amazing. That's, congratulations to him. That's a great that's a great win. It's great, a great win. Great coverage throughout the tournament on ESPN and oh, all the platforms, ESPN Plus. Um, now you guys might be wondering, didn't the Mets have a game today in the afternoon? Well, they uh, did. I was no, looking forward sorry. to it. And it, we were looking forward to it. It was going to actually start 30 minutes earlier than the Yankee game was going to start. But unfortunately, um, I guess Luis Rojas was there. And we talked to exclusive forecast expert. They said it was going to rain. Well, from all the reports that we've seen from Mike Puma and some of the other Met uh, beat writers that are in Pittsburgh – Three hours went by from 12.35, and it hardly showered. So an unfortunate um, unfortunate for the fans that wanted to go to that game today on Labor Day. But as you guys pointed out, with how with the – we'll say we'll call it a bad weekend for the Mets. For the bad weekend for the Mets to have a day off and have a split doubleheader on Wednesday, maybe that's not the worst thing in the world. Yeah, Well, it I could think, be. I think it's actually a good thing. You catch your breath a little bit, right? Get a day off to just kind of rest up and, and get prepared. I mean, there's no reason why the Mets can't win both games of a doubleheader against the Pirates. No, I think You're that's right. where people would start to six get a little games. They, they should play as many games in a row as it takes for the Pirates to get a win. And I mean, they can play five games in a row, and the Mets should be able to win all five of those games. The Pirates, come on. I'd argue yes. that even losing a series is less worrisome than Max Scherzer having to leave Saturday's game early due to side discomfort. I think that probably would be more concerning for Mets fans than losing two out of three to the Nationals. Oh, absolutely. I don't even think it's close. So if he if he comes out of it healthy, I'm sure the Mets will figure it out. Like you said, Gordon, it's the Pirates. I don't I don't anticipate the bats being that quiet these next couple of days. My only concern, once again, is the fact that Atlanta's not losing. They are not losing, no. And they got to lose at some point, Larry. Come on. You, the Mets, you said the, that last year, too, I before know. they went to the World Series. Well, look, and won that, that. Part of that last year, though, was the Mets collapsed. The Braves got hot, and the Mets collapsed. This Mets team is not going to collapse. I agree. But once again, I gave you the stats earlier from Puma. The, they have won 61 games since June. This Atlanta club is on fire. And so, for me, I'm not – I'm not concerned about them. I think the Mets will be fine. I, they will find a way to hold on to first place. My concerns is with the lack of consistency for the offense because, as I was answering the gentleman on Twitter, uh, Gordon, as you were as well, my concern is that this could be the same thing that Yankee fans think of. Is this going to be – if they have trouble scoring multiple runs against a Nationals pitching staff where they, they tried to stretch Corbin out because he's been brutal – what are you going to do when the pitching when the pitching gets better in the postseason? That's the concern I have. Now maybe yeah, but, they'll be hot he, by then and they'll be okay. I'll just yeah, say, I mean, hey, but you know, the thing is, is that it's the Mets lineup. It's not it's not like some uh, injury plagued version of the Mets lineup. It's the Mets lineup. So yeah, I mean, look, things are happening. Baseball's a long season. Weird, th- you know, nobody nobody wins every game. Uh, so as long as your offense starts to pick it up and get a little bit back to where they were, we'll be uh, good. early in the season. You're fine. You're, we'll you're be fine. good. Yeah, we'll be good. Mm-hmm. One game lead. We got a. Uh, I saw a tweet from the Reaper 
uh, Alan Hahn. Uh-oh. Um, and, it, and it came from ESPN. Uh, entering June 2nd, the Mets had a 10.5 game lead on the Braves, 12.5 on the Phillies. Now entering September 5th, it is a one-game lead on the Braves, 11.5 on the Phillies. So that hasn't changed much. But a 9.5 game difference um, from June 2nd to September 5th. At the same time, entering July 9th, the Yankees had a 15.5 game lead on the Tampa Bay Rays. And I guess they chose July 9th because that was the last time the Rays had were, were in second when the Yankees had as big a lead because the Red Sox were only 16 back, Blue Jays 16 and a half back, entering September 5th, as we know, entering today. Um, the Rays five games behind, the Blue Jays six games behind. I believe the Rays were losing to Boston. They still are top of the 7th, 3-2 yep. Boston. Mm-hmm. So it could be a six-game lead again for the Yankees before it's all said and done today. Uh, we heard it earlier. Let's hear it again. Robert Sala, how's Zach Wilson doing? We're going to see how the knee responds today and tomorrow, and we'll have an answer for everybody on Wednesday. So there's a possibility he could play on Sunday. Is what yeah, he's... possible. Is that surprising at all, Robert, given what the kind of initial prognosis was? No, everyone heals differently. It's Like I said, we'll see what happens tomorrow and all that stuff. But I almost feel like some of the guidelines that are put on, they're guidelines, but everyone responds differently, I guess. So when you say you guys worked him out, like what does that entail exactly? Just putting them through some workouts, running and all that stuff. And I'd have to get you that answer from the uh, training staff and our docs. So we, we've seen a couple of people uh, sarcastically tweet us saying, well, if he's cleared, he should play. And I, I, I Those agree. would be the same people ripping them if he gets hurt. I <laughs> well, mean, they'll be the right. first people lining up on the phones, the tweets, the, uh, the, the vial, the, the vitriol will be just flowing like a river. Now, while I usually would tend to agree as a fan, of course, if a player is healthy, you want him to play. But if he's not prepared in the sense of he hasn't had the game reps, Joe Flacco is going to most likely, unless on Wednesday Robert Sala announces that Zach is 100% ready to go, he'll be taking most of the first-team snaps in in this week, and he did for most of the end of the preseason. Wouldn't you rather Zach Wilson be completely prepared for a game against a, a winnable game against the Browns in Week 2 because they don't have Deshaun Watson? I think that you don't have to rush Zach Wilson back here, and who— I know he's been removed from them for for a couple of years now, but who would know the the Ravens better than Joe Flacco? Yeah, I agree with that. I, I, it's it's very simple. If he's leave him out this week, have him fully ready for Cleveland if he's ready, and then bring him through. Uh, that's what you should do. The offensive line needs more work. He needs more work with them. He's not practice any on field reps. And it sounds like from what Salah said, since he said I have to get to talk to the doctors to find out what he did. That's not football reps either. So everything was just trying to see what the knee is. Is he ready? Can he go? They'll try to give him a go on Wednesday, like Salah said. And I think after that, they'll make the decision he's going to sit out this week. But they may not tell you, but they'll make the decision Wednesday he's going to sit out this week. Joe Flacco will take the first team reps, and he'll be your starter, and he'll be ready to go in week two. If I left out the teams and the details of the names and the players and everything else, the coaches. I like this game and, that you play, Glenn. And, and I tell you, there's a, there's a team in the NFL – whose quarterback, their franchise quarterback, got hurt in the preseason, looked like he was going to miss some time in the regular season, didn't miss any time, started week one, but then went out and got hurt and was lost for the season. If I, t- if I asked you what team would that have, if you had to have a guess of what team that would be, how many guesses would you need before you get to the Jets? This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, 
S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. One. Yeah, I mean, it would be the first one on anybody's mind. That, that would be such a – and again, it's almost like the Knicks with, with Donovan Mitchell. Like, if you want to stop being viewed as the team that gets fleeced in every trade, you got to stop getting fleeced in every trade. So if you want to be viewed in a different light if you're the Jets, don't keep making you know similar mistakes to previous regimes. There's no way that Zach Wilson should be really ready and ready to go for week one. That's been the anticipation the entire time. Why push it? What, what's the point? And I don't take any any solace in this idea that oh he's he's a leader he has to be out there. Well, he was just named a captain, That's so fine. he's I mean, already he's already a leader in that locker room. I don't think he needs to prove anything by possibly going out there. Not at a hundred percent. Not that the doctors would send him out there if he wasn't a hundred percent anyway. But he was named a team captain. You know who else was named a team captain, guys? Uh, Steelers quarterback Mitch Trubisky. And although uh, the Steelers and Mike Tomlin haven't named him the starter, he is number one on the depth chart. So I know Kenny Pickett has shown some flashes uh, in the preseason, but it does look like they will be going with Mitch Trubisky uh, to start the year at quarterback for the Steelers. Um, staying in New York, though, mm-hmm. there was always a question about who was going to call plays for the Giants. Brian Dable, of course, was the offensive genius in Buffalo, but Mike Kafka came over as the QB coach from Kansas City to be the offensive coordinator. So, Brian, will Mike Kafka call plays? Yeah, I talked to Mike over the weekend. We were working yesterday, talked to him today. I have a lot of confidence in Mike. Uh, we'll stay with you know how we did things in the preseason. And what they did in the preseason was Mike Kafka called the plays. So although it's Brian Dable's offense and he has a lot of the say in, in plays and things of that nature, it'll be Mike Kafka because why would you leave Kansas City and the situation you were in there as a QB coach to come over to the Giants if you weren't going to be taking a promotion where you'd actually be doing more in the sense of calling plays. So I think that makes sense from that regard. Something that didn't make sense to a lot of people last week was the Blake Martinez release. Um, and this was the first time that the media got a chance to ask Brian Dable about it, and here was his response. Every decision that we make regarding releasing a player is, is always a difficult decision. Uh, just like all our guys, I say good luck to Blake and, and the rest of the guys that we released, and we're looking forward to get ready on our preparations for Tennessee. Money. <laughs> well, no, he I, didn't I think, say that, I think it, but that's yeah, that's but what probably what he, it was. He's right? not really a fit for their defense, and this mm-hmm. year for the Giants, it would be nice if they can win some games. But it's all about evaluation, and if if there's any player on the Giants roster who's not part of the long term solution, by all means, uh, you should be moving on because much like the Jets a year ago, where there was no expectations of wins and losses, that's the Giants this year. There's no there's no hard number that they have to hit. It doesn't matter. This is the honeymoon period. And if you're ever going to be bad, if you're if you're Brian Dable, this is the year to be bad. Go out there, and people will generally give you a pass if you're or, or as much of a pass as you're ever going to get. This is the year you'll get a pass. So if, if if Blake Martinez is not a fit, and you know that already, well then move on. And it's it, it's a shame that you got you to this point before you realized and you didn't find out before, but it's not like they were going to be able to do anything anyway because they're so hamstrung because of the salary cap and the disaster of a situation that Dave Gettleman left them in. Boy, they wish they could do that with Kenny Galladay right now. <laughs> Oof. I think they still have to. What do they have to shed? Four point six million more. Maybe that was before the Martinez um, Martinez right. was released, but they still have to shed more cap before before next week I mean, before I the mean, end of the week. I mean, think of of all. The, the people that have run teams in this town who have been 
just disasters. This is this is one of the worst. This I mean, this is, is one of the worst. usually when you move off of the disaster, there's a brighter day ahead. We got to wait a few days before there's a brighter day ahead for the Giants because of the disaster that Dave Gettleman left them in. Like this entire year, they couldn't do anything this offseason because of the disaster he left them in. They don't have enough talent on the roster. To no. warrant how? No. Oh, how are you in this bad they're, cap situation? They're no. capped out, and they have one of the worst rosters in football. And a rookie, I mean, co- and and a quarterback on a rookie contract. Right. right. You're not, not even, even spending the money him. there. Right. Whew, <sighs> that's that's gonna, hard to do, man. It's going to be a fun season. Doozy um, of a season. More NFC East news, by the way. Uh, mm-hmm. Tyron Smith for the Cowboys. We know his deal, uh, torn hamstring. He'll be out for a while. So Jason Peters, the forty-year-old. Wow. Signed with the Cowboys, obviously spent most of his career with the Eagles. I wonder how Andrew feels about that. I'll ask him tomorrow. Added to the practice squad, of course, to allow him some time to work himself into football shape. I, I imagine something like a Dwayne Brown situation, but now, of course, Jason Peters is going to have to take some time in the season to ramp himself up. Um, but if he's ready at any point, obviously um, something that the, the Cowboys felt was needed. I love it when, when a, a big player gets hurt for a team and they say, we're confident with the guys in the room, but then a week later you see that they <laughs> sign a 40-year-old. Off of off of the street, just to make sure that they have they have an, an insurance policy. Um, one more thing, guys, before mm-hmm. we we get over to the baseball. Um, of course, Serena Williams ousted in the third round of the U.S. Open. That was on Friday night. Peter Rosenberg there. So the last two, let's let's remember this now. The last two sporting events Peter Rosenberg has been to ended Serena Williams' career, all all but likely, according to her. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Celtics uh, were uh, lost the NBA Finals. So Peter uh, been very good. Um, as a good luck charm. Keep him uh, away I, from Yankee Stadium, by all means. Yeah, well. Um, Don't let him near City Field, either. <laughs> and, of course, everyone's saying, rightfully so, that Serena is the greatest women's tennis player of all time. And if anybody thought, I wonder how Margaret Court feels, well, she let you know. Um, she said, Serena, I've admired her as a player, um, but I don't think she's ever admired me. She told Britain's Daily Telegraph in a very rare interview. Court's 80 now, by the way. Um... A lot of the press and television today, particularly in tennis, don't want to mention my name. The honor has not been there for what I did do. In my own nation, I have been given titles, but they would still rather not mention me. I don't think anybody forgets Margaret Court. I think that for what Serena did, she's only one Grand Slam title behind Court, and everything that she did for the sport of tennis as a whole, I think, is why she's more highly regarded. Um well, I mean, did Serena didn't grow up watching Margaret Court? She's a she's eighty years old. She's eighty years old. That's right. So I, I I'm sure that that Serena knows who she is and has some idea. But you know, it's kind of different. You know, like I'm sure that she admires Steffi Graf more because it's more contemporary for 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 Serena Williams. Agreed. Just, yeah. Agreed. Yeah, and, and it sounds and, like sour grapes, you know, coming out and saying, you know. Yeah. And if the Let's media wants, to, and if the media wants to remember Serena more than Margaret, well, that that's the media's decision, quite frankly. I, I don't know what what Serena could could do about that, but that will do it for ENN right. on this Labor Day Monday. Brilliant job! Thank you guys for filling in today. Greatly appreciated. I know everybody appreciates hearing you guys uh, on the air as always. Thanks for listening to the Michael K Show podcast. Hear more of Michael, Don, and Peter live weekday afternoon starting at 3 on 98.7 ESPN in New York. The ESPN app, the TuneIn app, or on your smart speaker. Hey Alexa, play 98.7 ESPN.